Next on BYU Sports Nation, more Friday night exposure for BYU football. The Cougars now visiting Boise State on a Friday. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Good thing. NFL Draft Day approaches. Author and Sports Illustrated columnist Jeff Benedict back on the show to discuss Kyle Van Oy on the ESPN Big Board. Plus, BYU softball already took down the nation's number one team. Tonight, their BYU TV debut. Senior Ashley Robinson in studio. This is how we do it. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, here is Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It is Friday, Friday, Friday. Nope, nope. April 11th. Everybody's working for the weekend, weekend. <laughs> I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with recent BYU lacrosse mentee, Jerem Jordan. Everybody's working for... I think we're running out of uh, copyright for allowance on that. I'll stop now. Okay. Uh, wherever and however you may be joining us, great to have you with us. Chris Farley, I love you. You survived another week. And I, three days, Jerem wasn't even here. So you, it's like you had a two-day work week. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was a good week. It was a really good week. We went and saw Captain America, by the way, last oh, night. Oh, so good. Producer Ben Bagley and the two of us, uh, Thanksgiving oh, Wait, point. we had a production meeting while we watched Captain America production last meeting. night. There was a lot of production on the screen. It was, it was fun. It was, it's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. His shield is like the t- I like it better than Thor's hammer. I do. Mm. It is it, it's pretty good. I don't know. The uh the whole all the Marvel movies are pretty fun, but this one was maybe the best non-Avengers Marvel movie I've I've seen. I'm saying it. Jeremy and I also had a professional photo shoot yesterday with BYU photo in which we arm wrestled. The professional part was the photographers. <laughs> yes. Not so much with <laughs> Jared Wilkie and Mark Philbrick. And Mark <laughs> Philbrick's like, what time is this show on again? It's like, come on, man. <laughs> 10 a.m. mountain time every day. Yeah. We love you, Mark and Jaren. They do fantastic work, by the way. Well, yeah, they do. We'll see how those pictures turn out. <laughs> Hopefully they make us look okay. Yeah. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUS and link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and get involved in today's Friday-esque Twitter conversation. How do you feel about BYU football scheduling more Thursday or Friday night games? I like it. I'll tell you why in a minute, but I like it. Yeah, I don't mind it. There, you there don't are, mind it? There are quite, okay. Like, do you I, like it or I not? I like it. I'm not like, yeah, let's play all Thursday and Friday oh, games. No, I don't want to play all of them like that, but I, I like several of them. I'll say this. Nostris Nocturnus, we talked about it in the fall. Yes, Own the I night. like it because it's the Boise State model. More on that mm. in just a moment. What uh, You can listen to BYU Sports Nation at noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. I need you to sing Montel Jordan before we can do this. This is how we do it. Yep, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Friday Night Lights. BYU back in the Friday Night Lights spotlight. Again, another game announced yesterday. Tom Holmo, athletic director, says the partnership with one ESPN, ESPN is certainly helping BYU maximize their exposure. ESPN is a great partner. We would not have gone into this independence relationship without ESPN. They've helped us with games. They've helped us on TV. They help us with bowl games. And we're grateful. We have an opportunity to play before a national audience, ESPN or ESPN2, so many times this year, and we're looking forward to that. If we have a great team with great players, that just vaults us out into the top 20, top 25. Amen. 
BYU-Boise State moved to Friday, October 25th. That announced officially yesterday the game will be on ESPN or ESPN2. This is becoming more I believe of a it's pronounced common Espen. occurrence. Oh, yeah, Espen. This is becoming a more common occurrence, and it's not a bad thing. Or is it? First of all, let's go to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Oh, yeah. BYU has five. Count them five. Non-Saturday games now in 2014. Friday at UConn. A Thursday versus Houston. A Friday versus Utah State. A Thursday at Central Florida. That makes four of the first six games non-Saturdays, by the way. Oh, man. And then Friday at Boise State. So BYU, by the way, with TV, has at least eight games on ESPN this season. Savannah State, likely the BYU TV game. Uh, and then the other five on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, or ABC. And then, uh, to be determined, Texas, in my opinion, likely ESPN or ESPN2. That's got to be an ESPN Middle game. Tennessee, Come on. It won't be Longhorn Network, I'll tell you that. Uh, Middle Tennessee, uh, not sure. And then Cal, likely on the Pac-12 Network. Middle Tennessee, good chance that game may be on CBS College Sports. Although, I who, mean, who knows? But the... Eight, at least eight games on that on conference ESPN, has a contract on with Fox Sports as well. So like it, it could be it, it could, could be, be ESPN three, which would be the ideal situation, I think. But that's good. So when you look at non Saturday games for BYU, I like a couple of them. Five five is a lot. That is the most that I can remember ever in a BYU football season. Now, the disadvantage sometimes is that you don't have as much time to prepare. And I tweeted yesterday that I thought, I said, I would love it if all BYU games were on Friday. I don't feel like all BYU games. Do you really really wish that all games were on Friday? I just said, I don't feel like, I I don't want all of them. But I love the exposure that a Friday brings. Thursday, I don't like. But on a personal level, preparing to produce the pregame show on a Thursday is much harder than Saturday. Friday is manageable. Uh, and then it's nice, honestly, to be able to watch college football on Saturday because a game day for you and I is different than a game day for the regular fans. <laughs> yes. We want to be able to watch some college football. We want to watch everything else. And we're going to be involved in the BYU football game either way. I've, I've come down to a few things. The, here's the good part about it. National exposure. Yes. I said the Boise yes. State model. How did Boise State become so popular? Num- First off, they won. Yes. And second, they did it on Friday nights on ESPN. <laughs> There you, there, ha- there you have if it. If BYU does not win, none of this matters. What other, what other games happening on Friday night? Guess what? If you want to watch a decent football game on a Friday, if you don't have like a brother or a nephew or a son playing high school football, all eyes are on ESPN because they have the Friday night craziness, the test effect, Joe Tessitore when he was doing those Friday night games. Yeah. And this schedule lends this itself to winning. Yes. So BYU, like Boise State, has an opportunity to maximize their exposure on Friday nights or on Thursday nights. The Thursday night game is is just as viewed as the Friday night game, although they do compete a little bit with the NFL. the NFL. So, I mean, Friday, are you going to watch mean, BYU-Boise State or are you going to watch Carolina-Jacksonville? Listen, it, yeah. don't sleep on Idaho State. They're next. <laughs> don't you dare. It depends. If Johnny Manziel's playing for Jacksonville, I might watch. Okay. Uh, I'll but give you that. Playing, yeah, playing Thursday and Friday night games – is is good for national exposure. You get buried on a Saturday. Like BYU-Texas will be the best offering that BYU can have on a Saturday, mm-hmm. right? But when you look at BYU versus Utah State, if that was on a Saturday, meh, to the if, nation. If to you the nation. perform But well, on a Friday, all yes. of a sudden, that's the game. It resonates so Highlights much more. Highlights on Center, guaranteed. Highlights on college game day the next morning because yes. you were the Friday night game. Yes. This is good. 
Now, I, I tweeted about uh, liking Friday games yesterday. Jeff Martin, the recruiting coordinator for BYU football, then tweeted to me and said, but recruits can't come to Friday games. So you have to have some Saturday that's, games. That's a negative. <laughs> so when you look at like the, the game that BYU football would say, hey, come uh, recruits, come in and see what BYU football is all about and experience a game. Virginia? That's likely Virginia. This yeah, year. I mean, you, which BYU you bring in an East Coast opponent by seventeen plus, they will. You're already calling that? Oh, just like Houston, seventy plus. <laughs> easy, easy money, dude. Seventeen money. Plus. Leave money out of this. If you're Mormon, you're not supposed to bet money. You Hashtag can bet betting anything is wrong. else. Yeah, ice cream, Jolly Ranchers, dinner. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Just not laundry. Just whatever. not the cash. Here's the. You mentioned the no recruits being able to visit. BYU can work around that. Yeah, some of your high-profile games are on Thursday and Friday, so you can't bring recruits in for that amazing atmosphere. But not but, every game is a Friday. But the Virginia game is still, is still going to be a good atmosphere because BYU fans are angry. <laughs> They're angry about what happened last year in Charlottesville. I think BYU fans will take out the fact that BYU isn't playing Utah out on Virginia a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, we're upset about that loss, and we not I'm playing Utah. Red. I'm seeing red. And we're either going to be crazy pumped that we beat Texas or ticked that there's a loss on the schedule already. Okay, here's some other, I don't know, I don't know if you want to call it bad. Houston's but the week before. The attendance on a Friday night is usually a little bit down. It just is because there's more stuff going on. I'd date, say who date cares. Date night and, again, the high school yeah. football scene. So attendance is a little bit down in the stadium, but you're still getting 60,000. Like, it's still going to be loud. And what if it's 55? So what? Still you're on loud. ESPN. Yes. The people outside the stadium are greater than the people in the stadium. In that, who's watching? You mentioned that on Thursday, those, those games feel rushed. So the preparation is accelerated. For which the team, for always everybody. always makes for it everybody. more stressful. So you, there's that going there. But I will still take the national exposure. Yes, yes. Over having to deal with the accelerated game preparation. If BYU wants to be a ranked team... This is how you do it. And guess what? BYU's teamed up with the mothership. This is the greatest part. BYU's dating the hot girl. This Everything is ESPN lining up. ESPN is the hottest girl out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, BYU's dating the hot girl. This is great. Arm candy. Uh, from a broadcast network perspective. Marry the hot girl. <laughs> yes. Okay, the Cougs will have plenty of time to get ready for their opener, which, oh, by the way, is on a Friday. Countdown to Connecticut. 140. That one's tricky. 140 days until BYU and Connecticut open <laughs> on a Friday in East Hartford, Connecticut. Let it begin. Does anybody care that that game's on a Friday? I mean, well, I don't know if we're going to have enough time to get ready. Uh, preparations. No, nope. well, it's, that the, one it's the first matter. game. You, you can, have months. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> you have months. You have 140 days. Let's scan the rest of our BYU Sports Nation beat. BYU baseball. Big win over Nicely number done. 24 Pepperdine in Malibu. Uh, Malibu one nothing in the opening game of a three-game weekend set. Malaboom. Yeah, the Malaboomer. California adventure no longer. Uh, if you like Disney, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, BYU has won four of five, and they need a major run in their last eight conference games if they want to finish in the top four of the WCC, which would give them a conference tournament shot. Yes. Let's, let's get back to the NCAA tournament. Mike Weir, former BYU golf standout, 2003 Masters champion, in round two at Augusta today. He's one over, tied for 27th. And then there's next Friday, big show at the bookstore. 11 to 1 Eastern time, 9 to 11 local time. Uh, we'll be live from the bookstore, a special two-hour edition of the show. We've never done a two-hour edition. Come check it out in person. Yeah, so next Friday, one week, 
We're in the bookstore. Let's Check get to out. the We're Twitter excited. machine. It's Twitter time. How do you feel about BYU football scheduling more Thursday or Friday night games at DA Homes? What choice do we have? It sucks, <laughs> but it's the best option we have if we keep the TV mothership. Yeah. The games aren't in the afternoon anymore. <laughs> at Young Tim 32, it will give us exposure when no other teams are playing that can that can only be good. That's if you win. You win or compete in that in setting tough games. They beat Boise State on a Friday night last year. Does that win have nearly as much national uh, recognition if it's on a Saturday? No way. And that's what goes what you were saying about Utah State. Yeah. It's just how Friday it works. games are good. Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Do you like the Thursday Friday games? Up next, Jeff Benedict, Sports Illustrated columnist, award-winning author, joins us to talk about the NFL draft and Kyle Van Noy. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. BYU Sports Nation rolls on on a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, and the BYU Radio iOS app. At Cougar Fan, is it nerdy that I shout out the countdown to Connecticut along with the guys from hashtag BYUSN? Absolutely Black not. No. Well, heck no. Thanks, Larry. Even Chris Goviak, the head basketball <laughs> coach of Utah, thinks that that's cool. Tonight, softball's on BYU TV. Season debut for the ladies, BYU versus Santa Clara. Live at 8 Eastern, Spencer Linton making his softball play-by-play debut on BYU TV. I'm going to be sweating some bullets, Let dude. me give you a few pointers. Okay. It's not the mound. It's the circle. <laughs> it's the circle. The bases are 60 feet, not 90. Yes. I know that. And they throw underhand. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't, what? I, I don't know. You've if you, totally thrown I me off. I don't. Well, yes. One one time in 05, I tried to hit off of uh, one of the BYU pitchers. Hashtag oh my fail. gosh! Hashtag yeah, fail. I was like, there were like twenty <laughs> pitches. I maybe hit two. <laughs> I did crush one down the left field line. Though. Our Twitter question today is: Do you like, or what do you think about, rather, the Thursday Friday night BYU football games? Tweet us your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Our next guest is Jeff Benedict, guy who authored The System, The Glory and Scandal of Big Time College Football, award-winning author, Sports Illustrated columnist, and friend of the program. Jeff, welcome back. I understand you're enjoying some time at home for a change. Hey, <laughs> it's good to be back with you guys. And I am, I am home, and it uh, feels good. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know what you have planned for the weekend, but whatever it is, I hope it involves uh, propping your feet up a little bit. And, and again, we appreciate you, you joining us. The NFL draft approaches. You spent a lot of time working with BYU football and, and Kyle Van Noy and Ziggy Ansah. And as these players get ready for really a life-changing day, what is, what is the, uh, the mentality of those guys like Ziggy and Kyle as they approach hearing their names called by the NFL commissioner? You know, it's hard to, <clears throat> for me to answer what it's like to kind of be in their head in that moment, but I do know this, that the, the lead-up, which is what, you know, the phase Kyle's in right now, where he's, he's spent this offseason doing uh, a training regimen that's even more rigorous than he does in college, you know, to get ready for the draft, and all the preparation that goes into um, the draft, is, it, can be, uh, it can be pretty overwhelming for a young guy. Um, even though you know for four years that this is your goal and what you want to get to, and now it's here, and, and now it's, it's literally right around the corner. And uh, I know Kyle's been working extremely hard. 
um, getting stronger, getting faster, um, and getting conditioned for, you know, what comes ahead. I mean, Ziggy, I spent last season with Ziggy in Detroit and um, was on the road with the Lions a lot. And I, I went to training camp with Ziggy last year, and it was really interesting to watch his transition because it was a, a phenomenally different experience to be playing in the NFL than to be playing for BYU. And BYU plays a big-time schedule. But when you get into the NFL and suddenly Ziggy is everyone that you're going against is as big or bigger than you, uh, you're not the biggest guy anymore. And, you know, there's injuries. There's, there's hits that are, that are a lot different than the hits you take in college. And that's really what, what Kyle's getting ready for now. Jeff Benedict is on BYU Sports Nation. Jeff, you got to know Kyle pretty well on a personal basis. Uh, what about his character lends itself to him being a successful NFL player? Well, I, I think, you know, that there's physical toughness is obviously essential to, to make it in the NFL, to, to be able to stay in the NFL. But the other thing is, is there's a mental toughness that you need. And there are a lot of players that arrive at training camp who have the mental uh, that have the physical capacity to play but they don't have the mental capacity to stay and that's really the difference and i think where kyle's going to have an advantage is that mentally and emotionally he's been tested uh to a degree that's that's beyond what the average player going into the nfl has been tested and um he's also shown some things that i think will be very appealing i know are very appealing because i've talked to some of the scouts some of the NFL scouts who have been scouting Kyle for two years. And one of the things in the file that's, that has a, a nice asterisk next to it is his character. Uh, a lot of people now have read the story that, that we certainly, you know, really elaborated on in the system, which is that Kyle had not one uh, incident before he got to BYU, but two. And I think it's that second incident that's really more important because that's the one that Bronco Mendenhall and BYU and, frankly, the rest of the world didn't know about and never would have known about if Kyle hadn't come forward and, you know, got on a plane and flown to Provo on his own dime and, and owned what he did at the risk of knowing that it could cost him a chance to play football at BYU. And I think when, when scouts read something like that, they go, you know, this is very unusual. It's very different. It tells you a lot about the kind of person you're drafting. And, uh, and I'll tell you, that's the kind of thing that also helps uh, teams sleep well at night because general managers, one of their biggest fears, I remember Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner, saying that's, his, that's the thing that he worries about the most. It's not judging their talent. It's judging what might happen off the field after you draft these guys. Wow. And I think with, okay. Ky- you know, with Kyle, um, look, anybody's fallible. People make mistakes. But I think with Kyle, you know that you're getting someone who's honest and um, – who, who owns up to what he does, who's responsible, and that's a, that's a real plus. Jeff Benedict, Sports Illustrated columnist and award-winning author, uh, joining BYU Sports Nation. Jeff, you followed Kyle when he made his decision to stay at BYU, which quite frankly surprised a lot of people, including myself, and you've just spent a good deal of time with another high-profile athlete that's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Jabari Parker at Duke. How are the two similar or different? Compare and contrast the, uh, the scenarios there. <laughs> that's, a really, that's really interesting that you would ask that because <laughs> I, I've had this conversation with my wife a couple times because my wife has spent time with Kyle and Jabari. <laughs> and, and so we've, we've talked about these two young men and what's different and what's similar. 
I'll tell you one thing that's similar and, and I think very interesting about both of these guys is they're both um, very uh, private and they're very public figures that are talked about and written about every day. But when you, when you get around them, what you realize is they're actually very private guys who don't really like the limelight and the spotlight. I think they both have an appreciation that it comes with the territory and there's a certain degree of that that you have to do because of the profession they're in. They are, after all, entertainers at the end of the day. Um, but these are two guys that are, I don't want to call them introverts. I wouldn't go that far. But they are very, they're very private guys, both of them. And they, um, the kinds of things they like to do with their free time is what I would consider pretty unspectacular. Uh, they're very simple things that they like to do with their time. In Jabari's case, you know, he's a, he's a film buff, and he'll spend countless hours on a Friday and Saturday night if they don't have a game. He's often in his dorm room watching movies on Netflix, and people expect to hear something more glamorous about what he's doing in his free time, but it's, that's not the way he is, and Kyle's a lot like that, too. Um, the second thing is I think they both have what I would describe as a quiet spirituality, meaning they're not guys who wear their religion on their sleeves. Um, they live it in a quiet way. They go about their business in a, in, in a very unassuming way. But people who are around them, what, what you see is that it's kind of what you see is what you get. And I, I have a lot of affection for that. I, I think it's great that they, where they've gone, and, and Jabari's probably been more places than Kyle at this point, but that's obviously going to change soon. But wherever Jabari's gone, he's, people see him as a kid, as a religious kid who's a quiet kid who just every day, you know, does what he's going to say. It's like President Monson said at General Conference last weekend when he quoted something that Jabari said to Time Magazine, which is, my father taught me to be the same person in the dark that I am in the light. Yeah. And, and I think that that, to, to me, that sort of encapsulates what these two guys are about. Jeff Benedict is on BYU Sports Nation. He's the author of The System, The Glory and Scandal of Big-Time College Football. If you haven't read it, highly recommend it. I read it and loved it. I want to ask you about Jabari Parker. There's this feeling out there that the possibility exists, albeit maybe small, that Jabari comes back for his sophomore season at Duke. Do you get the vibe that that chance still exists, or what did, what did you learn being around him this season? All I can say about that is stay tuned. Okay, that's it? <laughs> yeah, I can't say anything more about that. <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair enough. And, and the reason that this got brought up is because of the way Duke ended the season in a loss to 14-seed Mercer. And so people automatically were kind of like, uh, you know, Jabari's upset about this. He's disappointed with the way things ended at Duke. And he, he doesn't want to— He would still l- be a top-five pick. Is, is there any chance he goes on a mission, Jeff? I, well, I, let me back up first and just say one of the things is that uh, that I notice, and I think is I understand why it happens, but it's unfortunate that it happens. Is there's a lot of people who write stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, about not just Jabari. They write it about Wiggins. They write it about Randall. This happened with Julius Randall over the weekend, where somebody tweeted something about what he's going to do when he hadn't even talked about it with his parents yet. The yeah. does... national championship game wasn't even 10 hours old, and somebody's putting something out there. Everyone Jabari... wants to be first. <laughs> Everyone wants to be first. And in Jabari's case, it's been much, much worse. And because he is quiet and he doesn't say a lot, uh, a lot of things get written about him that are not true. And I don't mean negative, mean things. I'm just saying that there's a lot of stuff that's written that isn't based in fact. And... Um, 
and it has nothing to do with reality and, and sort of what he's doing. And so I, I'm not in a position right now where I can, I'm comfortable saying anything more than that. Um, I just can't. But, uh, I mean, he, 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 that, his decision will be known soon enough, and, uh, and, and then people will, you know, be able to then see what, what the facts are on the ground. Because what's being put out there right now is a lot of, it's a lot of speculation that comes from who knows where. Here we are. Jeff Benedict's finally got some time off at his home in Virginia, and we're hitting him with the hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> there is no rest for the weary, Jeff. Well, no, Jabari's I... got 16 days to figure it out. He's got to declare by the 27th if he does, in fact, do that. You know, the thing that, to me that's really, uh, I think, is interesting is if you look back at uh, BYU history, um, <clears throat> there was a time, if you go back to, let's just say, the early 80s, there was a time when the, um, you know, there were a couple of athletes coming out of BYU that were generating attention. It was Danny Ainge, and then it was, it was Jim McMahon, and then it was Steve Young, and then it was Ty Detmer. And it's interesting now, like, to see how things have changed, in my opinion at least. Um, it, what LaBelle Edwards built uh, or started to build there when he took over in the 70s and then really catapulted in the 80s, you can sort of see the, the fruits of that now. I mean, this is a – part of that is because the Mormon church has grown as much as it has. But, first of all, you have BYU producing defensive players that are – that are going to be gems in the NFL, guys like Ziggy and Kyle. Whereas I'm not saying they've never had good defensive players, but obviously this school used to be known as a quarterback factory, and, and it's changed a bit now. It, it, to me, it's, it's better, it's broader. And then you also have some great athletes who aren't going to BYU, who maybe in the past would have been naturals to go to BYU, and today they're playing elsewhere. And they're making a big impact in Major League Baseball and pro basketball and places like that. And I just think it's interesting to see the growth um, that you could probably, you know, send backwards to when Lavelle started and just go, wow, look how much this has changed and evolved in 30 years. Great insight from Jeff Benedict, the co-author of The System, The Glory, and Scandal of Big-Time College Football, also an award-winning columnist for Sports Illustrated. Jeff, we thank you for the time. Prop your feet back up. The interview's over. <laughs> you have survived. And, uh, hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, if, if you haven't had a chance to read his book, get out and do it. It's really, really entertaining. Jeff, great to have you. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, guys. Take care. How do you feel about BYU football scheduling more Thursday or Friday night games? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Keep your responses coming on Twitter. Up next, it's the debut of BYU softball on BYU TV tonight. They've taken down the number one team in the country. What do they have to do next? This is BYU Sports Nation. This is John Beck, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. And at Ash underscore Rob for Ashley Robinson. We'll talk to her in a second. Tonight, 8 Eastern, softball's on BYU TV. You can watch Ashley Robinson and the Cougars take on Santa Clara. Also, Cougar baseball's on BYU Radio, 6 Eastern. You can listen to game two of the three-game series Against 24th-ranked Pepperdine, Ashley's husband is a third baseman on the team, Dylan. Yeah, they, they beat they got a big win Pepperdine last night. One to last nothing. night. What did he tell you about the win last night? One nothing. Yeah, he was really excited. Um, it was a really good team win, and he was happy that they got that first win against a really good team. 
Those are all the cliches he told you. What did he really <laughs> tell you, Ashley? Um, Man, we own those fools. Yeah, that was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Something yeah, like he, that. Yeah, about okay. that. Okay. Ashley Robinson, third baseman for the BYU women's softball team. Uh, as Jaron mentioned, your husband is a third baseman. I asked Dylan during a BYU baseball broadcast while he was injured, "Who's the better third baseman?" And he said. Oh, she, she is. Yeah, he always says that, but he's lying. <laughs> he's way too <laughs> humble. Does he go home and talk trash? Yes. Like, no, he's you way know I didn't too mean humble. That. <laughs> That's the correct answer. Like you've, Whether you think that or not, you have to play that yes. card. No, but really, who's the better one? Definitely him. Oh, definitely him? Okay. Yes. Wow, that's why you two work. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, I want to ask you about the difference of the hot corner in softball versus baseball because you're 60 feet away as opposed mm-hmm. to 90, yet it's a bigger ball. And it, I, I, What's mm-hmm. the difference in the way that you play third base versus him? Um, I think definitely the difference is we have slappers in softball and they don't. So I get a, a lot of... A lefty that's kind of like yeah, Ichiro's lefty, in the box, kind of yes. gets out of the box. Yeah, runs a little bit towards first base. And so that gives me a lot more ground balls um, that are really up close compared to him who usually is just getting somebody like right-hander that's turning on a ball and stuff. So, so Plus, BYU... Oh, go ahead. Shorter amount to get to first. So you, you've yes. got to be that much Yeah, quicker. it's pretty quick. A third. Yeah. Shorter. BYU softball beats Tennessee mm-hmm. and Oregon. Oregon is the top-ranked team in the country. Yet you have some some losses that are kind of head scratchers. What what has been the the deal with beating those top level teams, but then not having the consistency to get it done against some of those uh, lower tier teams? Um, just making sure that we come out to play no matter who it who it is, and uh, we have that fight versus those big teams, and we just have to make sure that we continue to fight that hard, even though if if it is a smaller team or somebody that we should be beating. What have those wins meant to you as a program, uh, and what kind of confidence has that given the team? A lot of confidence. I really think it it shows our pitchers and our hitters and our defense really what we can do together when we play hard, and it really has given our team a lot of confidence that we can really compete with these bigger teams this year. You had three pitchers combined for a no-hitter last week. You had a perfect game last Mm -hmm. year. Uh, how special has it been for you to watch those performances from right up front from third base? It's it's really nice, especially when two of them are freshmen. They've really um, been doing their job and picked it up these last couple weeks and stuff. And the freshmen are doing really good. And Tori's holding it, holding her own too as a senior, and she's been a great leader for the younger two girls. And the pitchers have really just been solid this year. So. Ashley Robinson of the BYU softball team is on BYU Sports Nation. What's been the the coolest thing that you've been involved in? With BYU softball, because you've had the perfect game, you've beaten the yeah. second-ranked team a couple times. Yeah, those are all great. I think definitely the Oregon win was huge for us because the last two years that I've been here, we've gone to Oregon for regionals and we've come up short. So finally, it was really nice to see that we can beat this team and we can we can really beat good teams. So beating Oregon was was huge to us. Not many BYU athletes get to play in four different conferences. <laughs> yeah, this is four a weird yeah. setup. You <laughs> played in the Mountain West and then in the whack and then in the pacific, pacific coast yeah. softball <laughs> conference something yeah. whatever that was last year and now you're in the west coast conference what has that been like transitioning and kind of juggling playing different teams every year yeah it's given us a lot of diversity because we face so many good pitchers and we're getting to play against other teams and really just get that experience that um the younger girls need and the veterans to um also step up against all these different teams it's really um helped us get that experience. And the West Coast Conference added softball this year. What's that been like playing in the inaugural year of softball in the the conference? Um, It's pretty awesome. I guess second series starts tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's been great. We've really just been trying to take it 
you know, a, a game, a day by day, game at a time, pitch by pitch, and um, really just continue to do what we do best, uh, no matter who we're playing. So, Ashley Robinson, third baseman for the BYU women's softball team, is joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan during baseball and softball season. I, we, we discussed this right before we started the interview. <laughs> you don't you don't see Dylan a ton. How much of your relationship is uh, conducted over social media and text messaging? <laughs> Definitely a lot, because <laughs> I always um, follow his. Game on Twitter whenever I'm not playing and he does the same with me and we talk about the games um, with each other afterwards but it's definitely weird not being able to see each other every day after the games or just talking about it over the phone is usually what we have to do. So we were talking about like Mondays and Tuesdays are kind of the day that you see each other. Yeah, we both our teams usually leave on Wednesday or Thursday and we get back Sunday afternoon usually so we have Monday and Tuesday before one of us leaves. We haven't had a week where we've both been home for a while. So, wow. yeah. I, I need to ask you about candy as well. I know oh, Nedalei used to be an assistant coach. You'd get on base, she'd hand you some candy mm-hmm. at first base. Has yeah. that continued? <laughs> no, it hasn't. No, it, oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah, House over. has her own way of getting us motivated to reach. Kristen Delahousey. Yeah, Kristen Delahousey. What's so. better so. than candy to motivate? I know, I okay, know. But, but let's go back to that. What kind of candy was distributed, and <laughs> was there a pecking order of how you got to first base to get a certain kind of candy? Or was it your favorite candy? How did that work? No, it was pretty much just whatever Netta had. It was usually Skittles or M&M's, something quick that you could pop in and not get too distracted on base with. So it's just something fast. So. Like you're going to steal second, and you like choke on a skittle. Or <laughs> yeah. like, is that like a like, sign? Though, like if she hands you M M&M, and M, just like okay, we want you to steal, <laughs> like double steal, <laughs> yeah. sacrifice <Hit> one. <laughs> I guess you can't do a hit and run in softball, can you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we always had fun with that uh, because we would. It's on TV, and we would see it. Yeah. And then I'd ask Netta Lee after, like, hey, what's up with the game? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah. we can see you yeah. giving candy. She tries to do it all sneaky, like, behind you, but it's <laughs> obvious. Is there, like, lint on the candy <laughs> yeah. ever, like, coming out yeah. of her pocket? Like, yeah. Like, gummy bear? It's so random. I, I want baseball it. to do that. Mm-hmm. Can you Mike imagine Littlewood. Mike Littlewood? I, yeah, I can't see Pratt or Littlewood doing that. <laughs> Third base, Mike Littlewood's like, steal home, dude. He's a pack of Skittles. <laughs> what are we talking about? these Skittles. <laughs> Oh, BYU senior, third base, Ashley Robinson on BYU Sports Nation. BYU softball takes on Santa Clara tonight. You're into the West Coast Conference, the second series. Uh, Is there any special game plan for the Broncos tonight, or is it just kind of about what BYU does? Yeah, just about what BYU does, just making sure that um, each girl does her part, and that's been our sort of theme for the year. Our coaches really have been harping on each girl just doing what they can, and if you do your own personal job, then that in the end will help the team win. So, uh, Gail Miller Field's interesting because sometimes you have a sun delay. Yes. The sun gets in your eyes. Tell us about that. It's pretty weird. Um, it's really bad for left-handed hitters or for the catchers because it's right behind the pitcher, and so it's really hard to see the yellow ball sometimes because that sun gets so bright sometimes. Speaking so. of the yellow ball, Yes. When when did this come into play? When when and why? did college neon. softball <laughs> yeah. decide to go with the neon yellow ball? I don't know. I played with the white ball till I was about ten, and then when I was twelve, it changed to yellow, and it's just been yellow ever since. It's just easier to see, and I still ask Dylan. I don't really know why baseball hasn't changed it because it's so much easier to see for uh, defensive players to react to the ball quicker, especially outfielders to be able to track the ball down better. So. Um, I personally like the yellow ball a lot better when I play catch with Dylan. I hate the, um, receiving a white ball. I think it's so weird, but yeah, it's it's different. That's for sure. Okay, Ashley, I I want some advice tonight. I want to do a good job. <laughs> this is my softball play by play debut on BYU TV. Can you give me anything 
you know, special about, about yourself or about the team, some good stories that I can tell? Good stories. Of one of your teammates. Um, <laughs> like something that he could mention that they're like, how in the world did they he know that? Um, Mackenzie St. Clair, second baseman, she has some of the weirdest sayings, and it, it cracks yes. our team up. Yes. And this is good. She always <laughs> says, um, do it for your country. She says, have <laughs> swag, which is her swag. Swag? Yeah, swag. And she says, um, what's another one? Um, she says sport ball. So before each game, you'll watch us in left field. She always says, I have a proposition. And she says, um, all in favor to play sport ball, say I. And we all go, I. <laughs> and I don't know why. We do it every day. And she just has this torky little thing that she loves doing. But it gets us laughing and relaxed. So it's good. That's Hashtag good. do it for your country. Yes, do, do it, it for, your, for country. your country. Whatever country you're from. <laughs> yes. Well, we'd love you to sign our Rise Up flag if you would. Okay, of course. And uh, good luck tonight against Santa Clara. Thank you so much. 8 Eastern, BYU TV. Get her done. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley, so much. Thank Up you. next, more discussion on if you like the Thursday or Friday night spectaculars for BYU football. Use the hashtag BYUSN. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Zach Stout, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation rolls on on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're live in Studio B. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan having a good time on a Friday. High five. High five. Okay, this is the tricky thing about social media. People can kind of just say whatever they want. And That's exactly right. You just kind of have to deal with it. Yeah. So, That's uh, the fun we, part, an, too, An right? interesting tweet that, that comes in uh, just a few moments ago in regard to me and the softball team. Here we go. At Spencer F. Davis. Nice name, Spencer. Who wins in a fight between Spencer? He's not talking about himself. He's talking about you, I think. Between Spencer and any member of the softball team, I choose not Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. I'm not sure how to take that. I mean, you, hashtag never hit a girl. You got some we'll muscly arms, dude. At that. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. don't, on, don't hit girls. Come on. Don't pit Spencer versus girls. <laughs> That's not fair for Spencer. <laughs> okay. It definitely is a Friday. And uh, a game day for BYU softball. We just talked to Ashley Robinson, third base for the BYU women's softball team. Uh, her husband, Dylan, plays third base for the baseball team. Baseball going for a big win against Pepperdine. Softball in the West Coast Conference in their second series ever in the new WCC. Taking on Santa Clara. That game starts at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, live on BYU TV. Oh, oh, by the way, we have a two-hour special BYU Sports Nation next Friday, live from the bookstore. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. High-profile guests. If I literally can't wait. I'm going to leave right now and go over to the bookstore and camp out. Please don't do okay, that. Okay, I'll stay to the rest. <laughs> yeah, four four shows to do before that. Oh, okay. And then the two-hour special. But yeah, high-profile guests. Uh, if you're in the area, please come by. Check it out. Uh, we'd love to meet you. And uh, if you have a chance, listen. BYU TV, BYU Radio, watch simulcast. It's going to be a good one. Okay. You know what else is going to be good? What? Lacrosse yeah! tonight has senior night. So we're bringing in Matt Schneck, head coach of the uh, men's lacrosse team, who have won a bunch of national championships. Matt, how's it going? Good, Jerem. How are you? Good. You're wearing, this is sort of a royal blue shirt. It, well, it is a royal it blue shirt. It is royal blue. It's Absolutely. royal blue. It's royal yeah. blue. Not sort Definitely of, it is. royal. Anyone that wears royal blue to the game tonight at Southfield, special location, That's right. gets in free. That's right. Why are you doing that? You know what? This is, uh, this is the BYU lacrosse return to Southfield night. So it happens to be senior night as well. But uh, we, we also like to say it's our return to Southfield. You used to play at Southfield back in the day. Yeah, we did. You know, before the stadium renovation a few years ago, we used to play all of our home games out at uh, Southfield. But uh, then they built the new facility out at North University. 
and we started to make that uh, that migration uh, up there. But uh, we've been looking forward to getting back out into Southfield and and uh, trying to make this more of an annual tradition to get uh, get some more games out there. And BYU, if you can't attend, you can watch it uh, online, BYULacrosse.tv, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, it'll BYU be streamed. BYU Lacrosse head coach Matt Schneck joining BYU Sports Nation. You mentioned Southfield and senior night coach. Your team's ranked third in the country. What has allowed you to sustain this type of success, uh, not being a traditional sport and, and having scholarships and whatnot? Well, I, I tell you what, you know, the, the, the BYU Nation, right, is it's literally... BYU Sports Nation. Well, I, okay, we've yeah. we got Sports Nation as well, right? But, <laughs> you know, the, the, BYU, uh, the BYU Nation is just, it's so widespread. And uh, unlike other universities where a lot of state schools, you know, they're drawing from talent that's right in the, uh, you know, right in their local area. With BYU, we, we draw from everywhere. And so all of a sudden, you start tapping into your tentacles, start going into all those, different, uh, all those different states where lacrosse really is a hotbed. So you start picking up the New Yorks and Connecticuts and Marylands and Virginias. And, and uh, so for many years, uh, those were the only places that uh, you'd really draw the talent from. But then as the sport has continued to grow west, we're now starting to pick up that talent from other areas as well. But that's a big part of being able to sustain the, uh, uh, the, the success that we've had. You're on a, uh, I believe, a six-game win streak. You yep. played New Mexico last week, and you, you guys are mean. 35 to nothing. How, how does that happen? Okay. So, how does that happen? Well, so Typically, com- it's like 12-4 Yeah, or you know, like usually that. they're a little bit closer games. Yeah. Um, the uh, New, New Mexico is a conference opponent, and so they're on our schedule. Uh, we needed to make sure that that, ha- that game happened. They're, uh, as you can see, they're, they're building their program up still. The thing about lacrosse is you can't slow the game down. And uh, as much as, in, in all honesty, we tried, we, uh, all of our guys got chances to play. Uh, we had our reserves in. We had uh, our guy that's really our, our, our third-team goalie. Yeah, he, he played almost the entire game. And, uh, uh, but, you know, you get these young guys in that haven't played all year long. And this is they, their time, this is score, their time right? They want to play. And they did. And, uh, and they scored a lot. And uh, so it was a fun game. My, my feeling is this. You signed up to play college lacrosse. Let's play. Let's play. Yeah, I, I kid that you're mean, but yeah, 35 nothing, Awesome. Yeah. I want to ask you about one of your players. Uh, I know he's, well, I, I don't know if he's one of the main guys. Eric Mika's brother. Alex. Alec. Yeah, Alec Mika. 6'5", 210. He's also large. He is. How much does he play? Well, you know, unfortunately, Alec is on the injured reserve right now. Oh. Yeah, so he, he sustained a uh, concussion earlier in the season, mm. and so we've had him uh, sitting out and, and uh, kind of getting back into uh, – Getting back into full health, but uh, Alec uh, Alec was a big contributor for us and uh, great uh, great great guy, and uh, he plays uh, what we call defensive midfield and uh, and he's always been a powerhouse. Uh, just you know that big frame that he has and he's athletic, he's fast, he's strong, uh, just a absolute uh, wonderful contributor. Eric played lacrosse growing up. Can you he imagine playing at Lone Peak last year? Could he play at BYU at any point? Uh, yes, and he did. He. Eric, what? what? Okay, let me let me rephrase this. <laughs> Coach when, Rose is like, what? Look, no, no. When he was in high school, he came out to our recruiting weekends. So Eric had been on the monitor for a long time, and and about his sophomore year of high school, we saw what was happening. It wasn't it wasn't going to happen for us. It wasn't in our <laughs> it wasn't in our stars. He wasn't going to be coming to play lacrosse because he shot up from being about six three or six four to six eight six nine. You know, it just kept growing. And, uh, and so, but he came out to our recruiting events that we had. So every fall we have a recruiting weekend. We bring in the talent from all over the country. Eric was a part of that. He came out to our events as well and, uh, just dominated. 
He was fantastic. You could put him on any position that you want. He'd play Would he defense. start right now if he played? I, you know what? Um, I think he would. Wow, yeah, that good, Eric huh? Mika would say, yeah. "Wow." I, I, I think he, I think he could. Uh, he could. There you yeah, go. I think that's probably a better way to put it because you know uh, it's rare for freshmen to start on our team. You know, we get a couple that come in and are real contributors. We try to get all the freshmen playing time, but uh, it's rare for them to come in and actually be contributors. But you know, I think that he's a guy that would get he'd he'd, he'd contribute and mm-hmm. and. Uh, We'll keep a spot open for him. How about that? <laughs> Fantastic. We will right. let him know. Perfect. And Alec, get better, by the way. Matt Schneck, the head coach of BYU Lacrosse, joining BYU Sports Nation. Coach, we want you to sign our BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag. Awesome. You give us your signature. And while you're signing that, tell people that aren't familiar with this sport why this is a must-see experience tonight. I'll tell you what. You're, you're going you're gonna to see some things tonight that are absolutely incredible. First of all, just take the, take the energy of Southfield, okay? Uh Athletic department's done a fantastic job branding it lacrosse. You go over there, it's, it's Brigham and University lacrosse all over Southfield right now. And we've added to our set, by the way. Thanks for this yep, stuff. Absolutely. The helmet, the gloves, the stick, the ball. Absolutely. Awesome. It, it, just, it looks fantastic out there. But let me tell you what's going to happen that's kind of special. Starting tonight at 5.30, the food trucks come out. Oh, snap. So, I know so, what I'm doing at 5.30. That's right. My wife's so, coming. That's right. So the food, <laughs> the food trucks are coming out at 5.30. Music's going to be there. We're going to have pregame. Put a plug out there for my daughter. She's singing the national anthem tonight, nice. 645. She is incredible. So it's, a, it's worth coming just for that. And uh, this is absolutely the fastest sport in the country. Wow. I, I mean, you can, you can take any other sport that is played, and you'll come watch this game. There's, there's hitting. There is speed. There's shots. There's uh, just this just tremendous game, and it never stops. There's no lull. There isn't this like, hey, hey the game slowed down and what's going to happen next. Uh, the only time that happens is at quarter breaks and timeouts. So it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a fast game to watch. And uh, you're going to get to come watch one of the best teams in the country because BYU literally, hands down, is one of the best teams in the country regardless of, uh, of the leagues that are being participated in. NCAA, MCLA, BYU is one of the best. Awesome. Uh, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, at Southfield. Wear Royal Blue. Get in free or watch it on BYULacrosse.tv. Coach, Thanks, great guys. to hey, so, so fun to be here, guys. Good Thanks so much. You. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around and more of your responses. Do you like the Thursday, Friday night football games for BYU and the exposure that it brings? This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. About to wrap things up. We do it big. You know what time it is, brother? The Cougar Whip It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. <laughs> Baseball. BYU beat 24th ranked Pepperdine. Eat it, Waves! 1-0 yesterday. Jeff Barker and Brandon Kinzer combined for the shutout. Brock Whitney extended his hit streak to 11 games. Nice. Game two of the series is tonight, 6 Eastern. Listen to it live on BYU Radio. Softball. The Cougars play their second West Coast Conference Series starting tonight at 8 Eastern against Santa Clara. Watch it live on BYU TV with yours truly on the call. Tomorrow's doubleheader also live on BYU TV and BYU Radio starting at 2 Eastern. Women's Volleyball. BYU, well, make it men's. BYU wraps up the regular season at Santa Barbara and UCLA this weekend. The Cougars need a win or a Pepperdine loss to clinch the outright conference title. The good news. Just win, baby. BYU's already locked up the one seed in the conference tournament starting next Saturday. Rugby. The Cougars finish the regular season at Arizona State in the inaugural Rugby Bowl at Woo. Sun Devil Stadium. The game starts at 310 Eastern, 110 Mountain. Lacrosse. 
Tonight is senior night, as mentioned, with Matt Schneck, the head coach, a moment ago. A special game at Southfield for the third-ranked lacrosse team. If you wear royal blue, you get into the game. We found out there's a food truck. It's going to be awesome. Uh, that's free or watch, but not the food truck, the Royal Blue get into the game. <laughs> or watch the game on BYULacrosse.tv. Track and field. The men and women's teams are in L.A. this weekend. The men at the Rayford Johnson, Jackie Joyner, Kersey Invitational, and the women at the UCLA. Oh, I'm sorry, UCLA Invitational. Tennis. The women's team hosts in San Diego in Provo at noon Mountain tomorrow, and the men are at number 49 San Diego tomorrow at noon <laughs> Next week, Monday, mark it down. Think San Diego because of Anchorman <laughs> all the time. Austin Collie joins yeah. BYU Sports Woo. Nation. Yeah, what a way to start the Monday. Who gets our rise and shout today? How about how about Jeff Benedict? Jeff Benedict coming on the show, even though he had what? I don't, I don't even know the what's going on. There, there we go. What? Jeff Benedict. How do you feel about BYU football scheduling more Thursday or Friday night games? That is our Twitter question. But first, it's Twitter time. Uh, how about this? Okay. This coming in from Matt Bronco for Prez. BYU's non Saturday games four times as likely to be on ESPN or better. Non Saturday average 74%. 800,000 more viewers than national TV Saturday games. And that is why Fridays are good or, or Thursdays. We need, we need to get our, uh, our stat crew on that. We'll, uh, we'll confirm that for you. If that's, that seems. It seems relevant. seems like it's true, right? At Crazy Kook Fanatic, I will take this over the dark days of the mountain. The channel that shall not be named, but just was. Watching on Thursday via ESPN far outweighs no broadcast. Had a tweet, I forgot from who, but said, Thursday nights on the East Coast, tough to watch, but Friday nights are better. That's a good point. Sure, you stay late. late. Yeah. At David Roberts 20, I'm okay with Thursday night game, but Friday night games get in the way of date night. Okay. Make it a date night. Hey, thanks for our guests today. Jeff Benedict, Ashley Robinson, and Matt Schneck, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. It's time to throw stuff. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon and on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, lacrosse expert and mentee, I'm just Spencer Linton. Shout out to Matt Payne, BYU Sports Nation, back to work on Monday.